Welcome. Do you know what Fresh Direct is? Welcome oh, to sorry. the welcome. Thank you. We're Thank you. welcome to you, the, uh, the viewing okay, public. Let's just forget it. Fresh Direct. What are they? Do you do? know what Fresh Direct is? They are a a, a, a grocery delivery. It's service. a grocery delivery company. Yeah. You can get them to deliver between a certain amount of time and a between certain a certain other, amount of time. Sorry, a between. Two times. Between <laughs> two times. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, okay. Between two times. And what two times are they delivering so, between? So today, uh, Pickles and I had them deliver, be- scheduled them to deliver between 10 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. Okay, that's a good and window of time. And at 10.02, we were over here chatting yeah. with you and your wife. Right. And I thought, oh my God, Fresh Direct might come. We have to get out of here. Yeah. So we left your apartment, turned the corner. Because there's because we were a block and a half away from you, so we right. walked that half block, yeah. turned the corner, <laughs> and there we saw down by, in front of our apartment building was a fresh direct truck. And if we missed them, we miss all of our groceries. So oh I, no! I run down there. No, hang on a second. You ran. I. You don't believe I run? No, I don't. I run. Have you seen you? I have, and I run. Okay. I run. Okay. I run on a treadmill. I run in, on real life. <laughs> okay. I run on all types of ways. Okay, good. So you ran to the truck. I ran, Well, I walked quickly to down to the truck. Okay. <laughs> and and I say and the guy was, and I say, oh my God, we're here. We're it's, is this is it for is it for Hecht? Is it for us? And he says, yes. Oh my God, we were just about to pull away. And I said, thank God. Can you bring up the groceries? Would you mind? And he says, no. So he loads up his his his, his what is it called a Jimmy cart? What's that cart called? A horse cart, hand cart, <laughs> a hand truck, a hand truck, a dolly, a dolly. Okay, uh, and we're going up the elevator. Yep. And and he said, uh, and I mean, this was right. He was got there right at ten o'clock, yep. right at the beginning of the delivery time. That's and he said, that... he said to us, "I bet you didn't know. You never would think." That you'd be the first delivery of the day. Sure. And I said, no, that never happens. And then he says, only when you're not home. That's the whole ironicy of it. <laughs> that's the whole what? The whole, he said, <laughs> that's the whole ironicy of it. Ironicy? Ironicy. Spell that. <laughs> I think it's spelled kind of like rhinoceros. <laughs> I R H O N I C E Y. Okay. Ironicy. That's how I think that's. Oh spelled. my God, that's fantastic. Yes. Uh, on uh, are we moving along? That's, we can move along. Let's move along. So this is episode sixty-two of uh, "Fill in My Refrigerator with Your Groceries" from yes. Fresh Direct. Uh, oh, com- oh I, I hit! I hit the mic! I hit the mic! You are so fired! I am coming up on the show. We have viewer mail. We have answers from our new Oracle, and we have our first interview in about three and a half eons. First, however, we're going to entertain you with uh, a little bit of predictable music, Franklin. Okay, what happens next? What happens next is this. Viewer mail. Opening it up. Our first viewer mail of the week comes from... Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire and constructor of the Friday Puzzle. Now, uh, Mike Nothnagel has sent us a very normal email entitled, Eggs and Hats. Yes. Hey guys, as you mentioned on last week's podcast, chefs can do a lot of things with eggs. Legend has it that the pleats on a chef's toque represent the number of different ways a chef can prepare an egg, with master chefs having up to 100 pleats on their toque. Interesting. See, well, last week I was said that the word pitch was like the eggs of grammar. 
Uh, yeah, because pitch has like seven different meanings to it, and uh, eggs can be cooked in at least seven different ways. At least. At least. How many ways can you cook eggs? Name them. Go. Fried. Keep going. Oh, boiled. Yeah. Hard boiled. Yeah. Soft boiled. Okay. Poached. Yeah. Scrambled. Yeah. Souffle. That okay. Uh, 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 meringue. Okay. Oh, good. Very good. Put them in cake. Yep. Uh, you can put them in bread. Egg salad. Egg salad. I've just named the one way I can cook eggs. Egg salad. That's the only way you can cook eggs? That's it. All right. That's it. You That's can do all anything with eggs. Well, you can. How many pleats does your toque have? Oh, hella pleats. <laughs> hella pleats on Ryan's toque. Hella pleats. Uh, you're the next viewer mail. Would you please read it? Yes, I will. This is from Not the Dentist. Not the Dentist? We have not heard from Not the Dentist we in a long not. time. We have not. Wow. Uh, he. The subject of his email is no subject. Brian and Ryan... He says, alphabetically, as a longtime viewer, viewer of all 61 asterisk episodes, I wanted to say how happy I was to have the unexpurgated version back this week. The, not that Dennis is very intelligent. Yeah, he uses words like unexpurgated. Yes. Uh, he goes on to say, I don't like the edit. I like the ramble. And oh. now that Marsha McPhee uh, is on the spreadsheet... Her, her name is actually Martha McPhee. Martha, not Marsha? No, Marsha, so Crosscan Marsha McPhee. Yeah, is, there's no Marsha There McPhee. is no Marsha That's make-believe. Uh, and now that that uh, Marsha McPhee is on the spread, spreadsheet, I'm feeling a little competitive about the whole thing. I mean, she hasn't even listened to even one asterisk episode, has she? <laughs> Nibble, Jeff Talbot, formerly not the dentist, no new nickname needed. This this brings up an old, an old quandary we've been in. How much to edit? How much to edit the show? Here's, here's the thing about editing. Sometimes we edit because we just ramble too long. Yes. And the show becomes stupidly too long. Sometimes we edit because we say stupid things that we don't want to include right. on the podcast version that you all hear. That happens a lot. Yeah. And then sometimes we don't edit. Uh, and Last I don't week know. we did not edit because it was week, too late. Yeah. It was way too late. We didn't edit anything. And you know what, Jeff Talbot? There have been some episodes... That you might not know what's been edited and what's not been edited. We're it's possible. Very, we're very, very good at it. Well, not really, but sometimes it's really quite obvious. We're editing it. Not no. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> that's what editing sounds like. Oh, it is. Well, that's what editing sounds like when you do it. Okay. Well, <laughs> could you read the next viewer mail, please, Mister Perfect Editor? I will. Uh, the next viewer mail comes to us from Crosscan. He winner says, of the contest. Crosscan, winner of the contest. Do you want to go in your neighbor's contest. kitchen? Do you want to okay, go in your neighbor's I'm gonna, kitchen? I'm gonna, no. No. All right. No. Fine. I'm going to start over again. Our next viewer <laughs> mail comes to us from Crosscan, winner of the contest. All right. Winner of the contest. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Jacob Tutu and the Hooded Fan. fan. <laughs> what? Did you ever read that book? <laughs> no. Jacob Tutu and the Hooded Fan. I never read a book you made up. No, no, it's a real book. No, it's not. It's a real book. Okay. It's like, it was this guy named, this kid named Jacob who... You read a book about a boy and a tutu? No. You had trouble. No, T-W-O-T-W. He would say everything twice. He would say everything twice. He would say everything twice. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Tutu and the Hooded Fang. Who has read this book? It is a great book. I right. read it all in one sitting. Everyone who's read this book, please raise your hand and then take a picture of yourself with your hand up and email it to I us. I don't have a camera. All right, then. Uh, Crosscan, winner of the contest, winner of the yes. contest, says, No editing plus soup segment is not a great combination. Signed, Chowderhead Crosscan. Now, uh, all right. Well, you know what? To please you, Crosscan, this week... There will be no segment on things I don't know about soup. Uh, it's the segment is 
I'm wrong about soup. Well, the segment is non-existent, so... Did he... Does he no me, soup. Does he... No soup for you. No soup for me. Uh, does he not like the edit, or does he not like the edit and the soup, or does he not like No, I think he likes the edit. What he doesn't like is the not edit plus soup. So if we edited it, 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 it... Now, I'm not sure, Crosskin, what's the problem? Did we just go on too much about soup? Because I'll tell you the truth, I think we did. I listened to episode 61 asterisk the other day, and my God, I could not shut up about chowder. <laughs> I just, I couldn't stop. It was amazing. It was, I fast-forwarded, to tell you the truth. Really? I, you know, I skipped, I skipped parts. All right. It was horrible. Well, it's good. Worst episode ever. It's good that we won't even mention soup in today's No, episode. no, there will be no mention of soup of any sort. None whatsoever. I made soup tonight. It wasn't very good. All right, but no. All right, from now on, no more talking about soup. Okay. All right, our next viewer mail is from Joanne Sullivan. Yes, she says, Joanne Sullivan. Hi, Brian and Ryan. Yay, I won soup made from scratch. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Short lived promises. <laughs> promises broken. Cross can hates us. Oh, dear. What does that even mean? Yay, I won soup made from scratch. That's Oh, that's the prize, isn't it? I was yeah, you know, you should probably read more than just part of the email. Well, I wanted to get that part out because it was a whole timing thing. Oh. <laughs> All right, even... why don't you just start over again now? You've, you've accomplished the timing. Now let's actually get the, 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 the right. content. Hi, Ryan and Brian. Yay, I won soup made from scratch. That's the prize, isn't it? I was a little preoccupied while listening to Fill Me In, so I'm not sure. Alas, I didn't have as much luck with... She, she won the contest last week. She, she won... Yes, she, that's her prize. A suit made from scratch. What was the contest? The contest? Was it Dodger Dog? It was Dodger Dog. Uh, so we're so going to make you Dodger Dog soup. Ryan's going to make it. Mm, that sounds good, actually. Really? Uh, How would you make Dodger Dog soup? Well, it would probably be bean or lentil based. and then It wouldn't be hot dog based? No, it would be bean or lentil based and there'd be slices of hot dog in there. You probably saute. You probably cut up the hot dog, saute them so they're nice and crispy on all the ends, and then you'd put it in the soup. Yeah. Would there be any mustard or ketchup? You could flavor it with. You probably flavor it with mustard. I don't know ketchup. Okay. I, well, I don't put ketchup on hot dogs anyway. And then I, would you would you sprinkle breadcrumbs into it to be like the bun? Well, you could probably sprinkle some breadcrumbs and then put it on the broiler to toast them up. Okay. It, kind of like a French onion soup type deal. Interesting. Would you make this, please? Sure, I'll make it. Yeah, and then deliver some to Joanne Sullivan. I will. She's, she lives in our neighborhood. Excellent. She goes on to say, alas, what are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> like, like I said, what, what, what did I do? Oh, my God. I think I just turned 100. Uh, she says, alas, I didn't have as much luck with Will Shorts as I did with your Dodger Dog contest. He said that my arc puzzle was solid work, but he didn't love it quite enough to say yes. I sent it to Rich Norris of the LA Times a few weeks ago. I'll let you know when I hear back from him. Him, let's hope Brian has better luck with his puzzles. Break a leg. Uh, so far, I have heard nothing about my puzzles. So that's where we are with that. All right. And, and, and but I have come up with two more puzzles, which I'm going to send this week. Sweet. Just yeah. keep bombarding them. Well, you know what I thought? Here's the thing. I have heard stories that it can take anywhere from, like, four months to 18 months before a puzzle you've submitted to the New York Times gets printed. I mean, unless you happen to have some timely thing or you happen to be Brendan Emmett Quigley or somebody famous, uh, what I'm going to do is try to send maybe two puzzles a week uh, to the New York Times. Because eventually, if I eventually get published, you know, I'll have sort of a, a, a series going. You know, I'll have been submitting them regularly, and then who knows? 
maybe I'll maybe I'll start be uh, appearing more than once. You may. Maybe. Maybe I should just appear once before I worry about anything else. Well, just keep submitting them. I'm going to keep submitting them. Can't hurt. The two that I've made this week, uh, I think one is like a Monday, and I think one is like a Thursday. Well, maybe you'll you'll, you'll hit for the cycle. Maybe I'll hit for the cycle. That would be awesome. That would. Uh, Are we still in viewer mail? Uh, I was staring at the sun all day. Oh, Oh, you were at Manhattan Hedge. I was at Manhattan Hedge. Let me tell you something about Manhattan Hedge. Uh, Tell me one thing about Manhattan Hedge, please. It was... No, not one word. You can just say one well, thing. Well, I wanted though. to run them all together so oh, you wouldn't okay. interrupt me. Twice a year, the sun set, the sunset lines up directly with the, the street grid of Manhattan. And one of those days was today. So the sun was right in the middle of, of the, the buildings. It was between the buildings <laughs> on either side of the street. Anyway, it was really cool. And there was a bunch of us, and we sit, sat in the middle of the street, and we watched it, and I was staring at the sun a lot. So that might be why tonight, unlike all other nights, <laughs> I found the masa. Dianu. <laughs> what else is happening now? I think, can you close the mailbag? Do we have to do that? Viewer mail. Closing it up. Uh, our next segment is about the contest. Last week, uh, we announced a contest. It came to us courtesy of Jeremy Horwitz. Uh, and the contest was to design a 15 by 15 crossword grid with the highest possible word count. We didn't get too many entries. We did not get very many entries. So what we're going to do is actually extend the contest one more week. Uh, so that if you're still out there and you still think you might want to enter this, it's not too late. So here's what you do. A 15 by 15 crossword grid. If you're listening to us, you've done crossword puzzles. You know what they look like. You do not have to include any words at all. All we want are black squares and white squares in a standard crossword layout with the highest word count you can come up with. Should we say who's in the lead? No. I don't think we should. I don't think we should. We're not going to say who's in the lead. Let let it be known that somebody is in the lead. Yeah. Well, we've received submissions, and And one of them has so far the highest word count we've received yet. That person is in the lead. That person is in the lead. Um, But you don't need to come up with any words, just the grid. And if you don't have software to design a grid, that's okay, too. Send us an email and use, like you know, X's and O's or something to indicate the black squares and the white squares. You know what we've not acknowledged at all? Uh, uh, no. Jeremy Horowitz, he won the D division. Did he really? Did you know that? Jeremy Horowitz won the D division. Did he really? Yeah. In 2009, the same year that Dan Fayer, winner of the C division, winner of the B division, won the B division... Jeremy Horowitz won the D division. We didn't know him then, I guess. We did not know him then, and and because the D division winner does not get up on a stage in front of people, we did not seek him out and and interview him after the tournament was done. But he goes up and gets a prize. Well, he did, but we didn't know know who he was, though. You know, because right after all the the dry erase board thing was, we interviewed Mark Dixon, who won the C, and we interviewed Dan Fayer, winner of the C division, winner of the B division, because he won the B division, and we interviewed Tyler Hinman, insert kick-ass nickname here, because he won the A division. Well, let's rectify this. And we did not interview Jeremy Horowitz, and we did not interview the winner of the E division, because nobody cares about him. And uh, so, what do we do? We were going to rectify it. I guess we have to rectify it. Jeremy Horowitz. How did you feel right after you won the D division? Yeah, tell us, Jeremy. We'd like to know what other questions should we ask? Where is your trophy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where do you keep your trophy? I keep my trophy behind a trash can under the piano. That is not a good place to have a trophy. (laughs) You need to put that somewhere. No, that just happens to be where it is right now. I was clearing things off, and it went to the floor. Oh well. Uh, Yes. So, Jeremy, get back to us. Yes, please do. What do we we move on to? uh, Answers of the week. Answers of the week with our new oracle. Yes. 
We have a new oracle, of course. It's Sammy the Dentist. Do you want to read some of this, or do you want me to read this? I can this? read some of it. He says, gentlemen. Yes. One, spooks versus ghosts. Spooks. R-E, I do believe in spooks. I do, I do, I do. Yeah, that's, of course, that quote from The Wizard of Oz, where I wasn't sure if it was ghosts or spooks, and... And Sammy wrote in telling us it was ghosts last week, and he was wrong, and here he's correcting himself. Okay. Number so that's not really answering us. That's sort of coming clean of his own uh, incorrectedness. Yes. Uh, question number two. How many monkeys did Margaret Hamilton own? Oh, that was that's a very important thing. That's what we needed to know. The answers are none, pets, a cat and a dog, a do- dachshund. Okay. And she was an avid promoter of animal rights. Wait, hang on. So she had a cat, a dog, and a dachshund? A cat and a dog, the dog being a dachshund. But what was the cat? I think the cat might have been a... Just a cat? Just a cat. Okay. So Margaret Hamilton had a cat and a dog and a dachshund and was a, was big into animal rights. Yes. Okay. What kind of rights have, do animals have? I think she might have started PETA. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Which, which, was that which, a response to like her, uh, like the reputation that she tortured Toto? No, it was a response to the old animal rights group, Hummus. Oh. What? Hummus, PETA. Hello? Come on. Um, you got to be very quick around me. You got to be very quick. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, what else? Uh, I what? just came up with that right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, third question. How do Ray Hamill, Stevens Point, Wisconsin, and the world's biggest monkey owned by Margaret Hamilton fit together? I don't even remember this question. All right. Well, then I should read this one because right. I do. Uh, last week, we, we talked about, of course, Ray Hamill, who's the director of a uh, small medical research something or other in somewhere. And we said how he also had uh, won uh, the biggest trivia contest in the world, uh-huh. which took place in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Okay. So, and Brian, I believe you actually said... How does all this tie together? Oh, okay. I remember that. Sammy, explain to us how all this ties together. Yes. So Sammy writes to us and says, well, Ray Hamill's last name is the traditional root of the surname Hamilton. Margaret Hamilton's performance as the Wicked Witch of the West was ranked in the top ten of AFI's villains list. The University of Wisconsin at Stevens Point ranks in the top ten of public universities in the Midwest. AFI ranked The Wizard of Oz as the number ten movie of all time. And the world's biggest monkey is the mandrill. Although never owned by Margaret Hamilton, they can be heard to chant, I'll get you, my pretty, and your little banana, too. Chomp. Interesting. And then he sent us a picture of a mandrill. The mandrill's name is apparently Martin Harvey. (laughs) Actually, I think Martin Harvey is probably the photographer of this mandrill. It looks like this mandrill is yawning. Either yawning really sure. or wants to take a bite at it. Something. Maybe. Uh, and there's a, a final answer, which is uh, this is number four. Tomatoes used in food for color, flavor, texture, and what else? We didn't know what else a tomato could be used for. Right. Sammy says, aroma. 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 Uh, so that's the end of Answers of the Week with Sammy the Dentist. Chomp. Good job. Yeah. So what's next? All right. And so now our next segment, as promised, is our first interview in eons, it seems like. It is our first interview in approximately forever. Approximately three and a half eons. A dog's age. We, if, we, our last one kind of got screwed up, I and mean, I think we've been a little gun shy. We have. So we're going to try not to screw it up this time. And No promises. No, none whatsoever. But here we go. I'm going to actually see if I can use Skype to possibly dial this number. We're going to call the Brooklyn Queens Expressway. <laughs> we are. It's an anagram of the Brooklyn Queens Expressway. I think it's ringing. 
That's the sound of something ringing. Hello? Uh, hello, is this uh, Brendan Emmett Quigley? Uh, yes. Yes? This is Brian Simmett. This is Brian Simmett. This is Ryan Hecht. What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, I have a very important question for you. Hit me. What type of instrument would a hippopotamus play? A theremin. A theremin. A theremin. <gasps> awesome answer. That's the All first right. today for that one. That is. Uh, but that's, okay, a theremin. I, I say a tuba. I thought maybe a tuba. My wife thought a bassoon. But Ryan saw a statue of a hippo playing a violin today. Which doesn't make any sense to me. It's probably one of those like religious things. You know, it's probably like a PA top, except, you know, a hippopotamus with a bassoon. So, I guess it makes sense <laughs> in a weird way. Have you ever played a theremin? They're awesome. Um, yeah, I, I had one. Uh, one of those little Moog build-yourself theremins. And, uh, yeah, they're... They're crazy. Uh, I mean, how do you get two theremin players to play the same note? Uh, it's almost impossible. Is that I a riddle? Think. You shoot one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I it guess so. That was a riddle. <laughs> now, but you, but you are a musician. You're a rock star. You've been in rock bands. You've you're in a typewriter orchestra. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I want to know about this typewriter orchestra. Explain this. Well, it's sort of like Stomp meets The Office. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's like the, it's it's kind of a performance art thing, but it's a it's sort of a drum circle on on, on manual typewriters. They're not electric; they're all manual, and uh, we've jury rigged them with um, bits of copper, and we've taken them apart. And there's no ribbons in it; it's just the sounds of the uh, the keys hitting the, the mallets hitting the uh, the roller bar, and uh, we've orchestrated uh, it, it very tightly orchestrated, and uh, it's highly rhythmic, polyrhythmic, and uh, you know, uh, in between that, it's uh, the five of us riff on uh, miserable office life. So it's it's sort of performance art, in addition to performance comedy art with uh, you know a drum circle. Now, is this different from your other bands? Your other bands were more standard rock and roll things? Yeah. Uh, well, we just worked backwards. Uh, Cyanide Valentine was um, <laughs> kind of a David Bowie glam thing. Sure. Kind oh, of yeah. Spiders from Mars with Moogs and stuff. Uh, and then the campaign for real time. It was Elvis Costello meets Fugazi meets the streets. And that that was a bunch. That was a lot of fun to do. Um, but I got burnt out with that. And then before that, Safari Attack was a, a just some kind of college-y, I, 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 that one, whatever, that was, we only played two shows, but, and, and, uh, Hip Tanaka was like, like an unaccomplished shin, and that would probably be giving us the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> we sounded like the Shins. So. Wow. The, the, between the descriptions and the band names, this is just a brilliant resume. I love it. Thanks. I was pretty proud of all those names. I didn't <laughs> come up with Safari Attack or Cyanide Valentine, but, or the BDL, but I was proud of Hip Tanaka and the Campaign for Real Time. I thought those were pretty badass names. They are. So. Absolutely. <laughs> should, should we, no, I was just going to say, should we shift any of our discussion toward, uh, I don't know, 
puzzles, or, or is that just too lame to talk about? I don't know. Your whole podcast is about puzzles. Well, let, let's let's at least talk about puzzles, and then when we're done with that, we can figure out what the hell we're even going to do with any of this. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Now, I'm I I want to know you you are an amazing puzzle maker. I've been doing. Your puzzles Doc. from your blog. I've been doing a bunch of yours. Uh, I have to say, because of life things, I've missed some weeks and kind of fallen in and out. But I have them all saved on the computer, and I, I do them when I can. They're great. They're fantastic. You're doing three brilliant puzzles a week just for free for the hell of it. Do I have this right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I'm doing it. If, if that's the question, like, how are you doing it? Well, and... it's how or why or uh, who. You know, I don't think we're going to ask him who he's doing. It's oh, just okay. how he's doing it and why he's doing it, I think. What, what's your motivation? What, like, why, why, did you, why are you offering this fantastic thing? Uh, well, I mean, I think... We're all fooling ourselves if we don't think that everything's just going to be on the line, you know, online anyway. It's, uh, I think we, we're a little naive to think that that's not where, you know, everything's going. Sure. And so I figured, I mean, I really looked into, I, I had my eye on what Peter Gordon was doing with the, the, the sun last fall. I mean, I, I was watching that like a hawk. And, uh, and I was, cause I was thinking, I've been thinking about doing this for, about a year now and but you know things got in the way like uh oh you know uh wedding <laughs> and uh you know honeymoon you yeah, know big, sure, big sure. important things sure. in my life and uh but once i got back from that and you know i was really like all right this is times now i gotta gotta do this <laughs> how i picked three a week i don't know <laughs> i'm starting to get a little burnt out so I don't know. i'm gonna have to like have like a vision quest or something i'm gonna have to go into the, the desert and <laughs> I'd come out until I feel like the see some animals or something, and then you know, hopefully I'll be creative enough to make puzzles again. But uh, do you actually write but, uh, three a week, or do you do you write a bunch and do you and have a surplus and then and then release them three a week? Um, well, lately, lately everything else in my life is kind of all the other business stuff, non-blog stuff has been sort of piling up, which is good, you know, because. One makes money and the other one, not yet. Um, and, uh, wow. Can we not, we probably shouldn't make this sound like, oh man, I'm, I'm like, um, in, in rags here, tattered in rags. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking to Brendan Emmett Quigley in tatters and rags right now, uh, taking apart a typewriter. Uh, no, I so know, man. Do you, do you, I'm like a Charles Dickens character. I'm covered in soot. <laughs> You know, I'm like a Charlie Sweep, Jimmy Sweep, Charlie Sweep. What the hell is a Charlie Sweep? A Jimmy Sweep during the day and then, you know, making puzzles and I think my Char hands are Charlie so blackened Sweep. I can't see the keys on, you know, I, I like whatever. I like Charlie Sweep as a name. Like, that should be like a, a that, superhero Jimmy Sweep. Emilio Estevez's brother? <laughs> Charlie Sweep. That'll be, the, that'll be the next band, you know, when the BPO is done, you know? Charlie Sweep. Uh, how do you... <laughs> Ryan has something to say. Ryan, talk. Your puzzles on the, are more fun than other people's puzzles. I find myself to be enjoying them more than the normal puzzle. Do you do you consciously add fun things and fun clues and fun concepts into it? Whoa. Um... <laughs> I, think, I mean, is that like your personality? It's coming out through the crossword puzzle. 
I'm unaware of it. Let's <laughs> put it that way. If, you, if that's what's if that's what's coming through, that's a huge compliment. Uh, I wasn't aware of it. Um, I, you know, write what you know, I guess. And, Absolutely. Um, and I don't know when. Well, I mean, like I said in one of the blog things, I mean, I have a, I'm constantly running down lists of things that should probably appear in a puzzle and stuff. I, I think, I mean, I think my big beef with a lot of puzzles is that, you know, I mean, we're all using Crossword Compiler. We all know that. You know, it's the industry standard, and it's an industry standard for good reason. It's a fantastic program. It does everything well. It, 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 you know, it handles the mechanics. It handles, you know, all these databases. It's just, it's fantastic. But I think for me, and I'm looking at other people's puzzles, and, you know, they're totally fine, but it just sort of seems like there's not really that extra effort you, you know, uh, they didn't use any extra effort using these, these just the, the the program. It's just like, well, we downloaded the uh, database of acceptable words from uh, Cruciverb, and that's all we need to work with. And, well, damn it, we don't need to put any other new words in there or anything else. And it's just like, well, come on, we've already seen all this stuff before. And, I'm, I mean, I guess for me, I mean, I would I would hope that you know the novelty seeing things that you're not expecting to see in in a puzzle and certainly I'm I'm afforded much more liberties with the blog because I guarantee the Times is not going to run some of the crazy stuff that I would run just because I don't think well either it's too too obscure of a band or it's some toilet humor and uh, <laughs> you know things like that and uh, or drug humor or whatever. Well, you sure. go to a nightclub, you're gonna get toilet humor, you're gonna get drug humor, and maybe some, maybe the, the comedian's opening up for some indie rock band, you know? So, I mean, what's wrong with that in a crossword? You know? And so I guess that's where I'm coming from. Sure. And, uh, and hopefully that's, if that's represented in the puzzle and you feel like that's the fun thing that makes it, you know, all the more better, then I hope that answers the question. If it didn't, it was just a long rambling monologue about Christ knows what. <laughs> I think it was both. I'm gonna open another beer. Hold on a minute. Okay. <laughs> uh, how how do you do? You walk around with a notebook, writing, and when you think of a word that you think or a term that would be that you want to use in a puzzle, do you do you write it down or do you just hope you remember it? Um. Well, when uh, when I wear a jacket, it's nice because I have like you know pockets I can put things in, and I hate. The summer is awful. It's just like I I, I hate putting things in pockets in pants pockets, and now I've got the goddamn. Phone, the iPod, you know, key rings. I've suddenly turned into a janitor. I have like 150 keys. I don't know what the hell happened. And so if I'm supposed to carry a, a moleskin and like another, but uh, no, I, I don't know. Nowadays it's on like ATM slips or whatever, you know. You know, I think you can burrito wrappers or whatever. You can make uh, notes in, in on the iPhone. Oh, I have I have the shittiest the shittiest like Sprint. I go into the Sprint store, and I'm like, hey, just give me the shittiest phone. And they're like, this is the one for you. And I'm like, great. You know, and I walk away with it, and I'm like, I, I have phone envy of everyone else's phone. So I, I have some crappy Palm phone touchscreen thing. Oh, I and, have a crappy uh, Palm phone. I have a crappy Palm touchscreen. You know what? We have the exact same phone. I feel like a total jerk. I've just insulted your phone. No, but, I, uh, I hate my phone. Brendan, I yeah, hate my phone. phone. I despise it. It's it's horrible. It's the worst phone I've ever had. I went into Radio Shack the other day. I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. I've had this thing for two years. I love it. I love it. Is it the gate? This is a gateway drug. This is a gateway drug phone because now I'm like, 
training wheels are off. It's time to have like a, a proper, you know, Blackberry or whatever. And uh, some guy was trying to sell me a nine—I swear to God, nine hundred dollar phone. Nine hundred dollar phone. I'll just buy a laptop. You know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> What am I? What do I need? What am I gonna like edit video on my phone? What the fuck do I need a nine hundred dollar phone for? You know, I'm making a movie. It's going into you know Sundance. I made it entirely on my Sprint phone. Uh, with all of the the constructing you're doing, do you have time to solve? Oh yeah, every day. Every day. What do you, do you do? The times every day. What do you do? Um, yeah, I do the times every, I do both times is every day. Um, and one part of the onion test solve team, but the, the eight people who make the onion and we just, we all test solve it and uh-huh. tell Ben what works and what doesn't. And then any other puzzle that someone throws over my transom, they're like, um, uh, I have to. I have to see what other people are doing because, you know, there's nothing worse than like, hey, I got this great idea for a theme. And, you know, you do it and you're like, whoa, shit. You know, Ashish just made this one, so can't tell that one at the time. Yep. It just happens. Not necessarily Ashish making the puzzle, but, uh, you know, somebody sure. makes the puzzle and you're like, but sometimes you're doing a puzzle, for me at least, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, you know, this is, this is amazing. This is a uh, you know this is a puzzle about uh, Ario Speedwagon, the band. I I can't believe they made a puzzle about this crappy band. This is so funny. And then <laughs> no, actually, it's about uh, you know the primary colors. And uh, you know, I thought, well, I better make that Ario Speedwagon puzzle. So you know, and I've gotten tons of themes out of that. Not that I'm saying like it's Ario Speedwagon deserves a, a whole puzzle to <laughs> built around them. That's the only thing that came to my mind right now. But, For a know. reunion tour, it'll be on the back of a T-shirt. <laughs> wow, this is the worst selling T-shirt of all time. You know? <laughs> uh, wait, I had a, I had one other thing. I was, oh, I wanted to ask you about your puzzle that was in the uh, AC uh, ACPT. What's the name of the tournament? The the big tournament thing. <laughs> your you, that puzzle was great. You know, um, the, yeah, the annual let's just give it to Tyler tournament. The annual let's give it to Tyler <laughs> tournament. Uh, but your puzzle this year uh, was really terrific. Uh, uh, what if I haven't introduced my allow me to introduce myself? And if you didn't oh, hear me the yeah, first time, that was, great. that was just fantastic. My favorite entry uh, of the whole tournament was in that puzzle, chock full of Inuits. Oh, yeah, it was either that one or uh, my chinks. Uh, dude, was my cadaver? That's what everyone was saying. Well, those I, are the two winners. That was a good one, but chock full of Inuits uh, for me, I like that. And, and connect the idiots too was the other one I really liked. Connect the idiots. Yeah. Well, yeah. How did you come up with that? How did you come up with that idea? Like, what what were you doing or thinking when you when the idea that, oh, if I stick the letter I in here twice, I get a new phrase? Like, how does that come into your head? Well, a friend of mine had, had smuggled this, like, crazy peyote back from uh, Amsterdam. And, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. I think it was – I can't remember which one it was because, you know, I've only made, like, a hundred and – Seventy-two thousand puzzles since then. I, don't, I mean, it's it's like watership down. I've lost count. You know, sure. I get up to four, and it, it just becomes infinity. You know, but uh, no, um, I uh, the uh, I it must have been. I think I mean, it might have been Inuits actually, and then I saw that it could be nuts uh, if you took out the two eyes, and so then I 
searched around and found a couple other words that uh, worked with, with adding the two eyes. And uh, I had initially five or six, but Will was like, no, you only need to do four. And, um, and uh, yeah, that was it. What um, were the other ones? It was charcoal and you there's oh, Gregorian Maybe, yeah. I think once I had that one, I was like, all right, we got a winner here. Yeah. With this. So, uh. You must have been pretty psyched to have a puzzle in the ACPT. Yeah, I was, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first puzzle I ever sold to, the first puzzle I ever made, I sold at the Times. I've been selling it regularly, selling them regularly to the Times since 1996. I'm the sixth most. Published constructor under Will's two, you know, uh, tenure, and you know he's been a friend of mine, and uh, and uh, he's helped my career. He's helped. He's been a teacher, and and so yeah, it was a, uh, you know, he went to the wedding. <laughs> that blew my mind. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? But it was great to have him there. So it was just great to you know have finally be like uh, be part of you know something that he's been doing for God. I mean, for dog's ages. So yeah, that was a huge. Huge honor to me. It was uh, it was fun, and it was fun to be involved in this one. I think because I thought all the puzzles were great. You know, some years in the past there's been like a couple of dogs, yeah. but uh, I thought this one was a really solid batch. So, it was. It was uh, a yeah, lot of fun. I was, I was pretty pretty pleased to be part of that one. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, well awesome. Was, it's now just about midnight, and I'm certain that you have to, you know, turn into a pumpkin or something. I'm already orange. Excellent. I'm going to go. All right, you go. We'll, we'll talk to you later then, Brendan. See you, Brendan. Thanks a lot. And there he was. <laughs> I think he's awesome. I he just think awesome. he's awesome. He, he, he is, plays in a typewriter orchestra. When he was telling that to us at the ACPD, he was telling I us. Thought he was, I thought, I thought he, was he was full of it. Was, I thought he was just. I thought he was making fun of us. I thought he was, too. Like, he was actually, yeah, I thought he but was, he act, too. But the fact that he actually does. He actually plays in the Boston Typewriter Orchestra. That's very cool. I, I can't. I want to see them. I want to see them in concert. I think there's some video. I think there is. I think there is too. But I want to see them live. Look what? on the horizon. It's Manhattan Henge. It is. It's Manhattan Henge wielding its 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 horizontal hammer of thunder. What? It's uh, it's uh, what <laughs> horizontal <laughs> is that ironicy? That is ironicy, and it is oppositional. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh, somebody roll the sound cue. Hola, mi nombre es Jonathan Palpatine. Bienvenidos a Fenway Park. <laughs> You don't remember what sound effect I we do, put there. I do, it's Jonathan Papelbon speaking it Spanish. Is, yes, it's Jonathan Papelbon speaking Spanish. Does Jonathan Papelbon get a spot on the spreadsheet for every week that we've only said his last name? I don't know, because we're not really talking about him, we're talking about... But we're saying his name. We are. His name becomes a password. Ross can win the contest, please answer. All right. Monday, July 6th, by Fred Piscop. Liberal benefits, moderate drinker, and conservative tie. Which describes you the best? It's a tie between beneficial moderation and the conservation of liberalism. Pour me a drink. Tuesday, July 7th by Lynn Lempel. You and I are both perpetually late for everything. What can we do to fix that? Uh, grow up and be more responsible for our actions. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, that's going to happen. Wednesday, July 8th. Happy birthday, my sister Stephanie. Yes. Stephanie, happy birthday happy. 
Uh, can I go on? Yes. Uh, July 8th by Tim Westcott. This puzzle had nine magic squares in it. Are those the squares? Are those squares that get hard and crunchy when you pour them over ice cream? Yes, that stuff is awesome. I love that stuff. Thursday, July 9th by Ashish Vengsarkar. I tried to make an anagram of Ashish Vengsarkar, but it came out Chan Vonsathorn, so I gave up. Friday, July 10th by Joe Crozel Rhymes with Puzzle. Another awesome puzzle, and his eighth so far in 2009, and 25th overall. He might win Puzzle Maker of the Year. Seriously? Sure, who else? No, 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 seriously, like you're going to pretend that's an award? I could present it to him. You do that. I could. Okay. 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 Saturday, July 11th by Karen M. Tracy. This was also her 25th puzzle in the Times. Can you speak Goza? Uh, no, but we got a sound effect. Franklin, would you play that sound file? <coughs> what does that mean? To lie on back, knees up. Oh, dear Lord. Seriously, it was available for download. It was one of the samples. Sunday, July 12th by Alan Arbusfeld. Certain letters in the grid spelled history. Certain letters in most grids spell something. Cheryl Teagues, Yulee's Gold, Erwin Rommel. Some of my favorite stuff was in there. October Gonzo! October Gonzo was not in the puzzle. October Gonzo! There was no October. There was December something. There was no October Gonzo. December who? De- uh, December Smith. December Smith? Yeah, December Smith. What does he have to do with baseball? Uh, he plays winter ball in Venezuela. <laughs> Is that near Venezuela? <laughs> no, actually, oddly, it's not. <laughs> if it was too close to actual Venezuela, it would be confusing. But then we got Venezuela up here and Venezuela down there. <laughs> Venezuela! That's right. They speak Cosa in Venezuela. Oh. Can you imagine? I can't imagine trying to it's click very, and talk at the same time. I don't know. The click must be. There was, there was descriptions of the clicking. We'll have to. We'll have to practice clicking. We will. Uh, you don't have to practice anymore. Clearly, you're good at it. Ow! Now hurts. I'm going to try. Ah. No, that's not so good. Now it's still gross. Oh my god! Orchestra five, six, seven, eight.